Hey, welcome to Kingsway Caring Bar. We are a community inspired by love to live differently. I'm Dave, one of the pastors here. It's so great to have you with us. We pray this teaching will inspire you, build your faith, and lead you to a life of fullness and freedom in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Amen. Another Christmassy thing that we do every year is um, get a whole bunch of Christmas gifts for the girls that live at Jacarana Cottage, and today's your last day to see Mel about that, the Jacarana Christmas tree. I uh, encourage you to do that. Bless those young girls in any way that we can, which is pretty cool. Um, I feel a little bit emotional, Kim. It's your fault. No. <laughs> Um, you know, I was thinking, there's, there's, there's a handful of people that um, have been in my world and my life over the last 20 plus years that if it wasn't for them, then I wouldn't still be doing what I'm doing today. Obviously, Jen is one of those key players that has supported and encouraged and backed me, but Kim is definitely another one of those, and Troy. Um, and I know that, that won't stop, but yeah. As you said, you are who you are today because of this community. I am too because of you and your family and those around us. We do have an amazing team and amazing community here. And if you're new, then you walked into a pretty special place. Um, if I can disrupt you all a little bit this morning, that's my plan. Um, to disrupt you in a positive way. I, I think that the older I get, the more I realise that the call on my life is to be a disruptor, to interrupt people for a purpose of hope and peace and love. I, I believe that our world is, in, in so many ways, is an incredible mess, <laughs> And there is so much pain and brokenness and people crying out for something. And I just believe that part of my call is to be that disruption. And I want to disrupt you a little bit today. And I hope that that in one way messes with your head a little bit. Um, but for the purpose of maybe recreating the way that you see your place, your part, in the bigger picture of what I believe we are called to be as God's church. You see, light, if we are the light of the world, as Jesus declared us to be, light disrupts darkness. Um, and I believe that we are called not only to be light, but to be hope and to be peace. And I want to talk a little bit about some of that this morning. For those of you who don't know, um, I have a number of different hats uh, that I wear during the week and one of those at the moment is I'm doing some work with the Rich Foundation uh, which is an organisation that basically runs workshops and community programs for young people uh, 15, predominantly 15 to 17 but they do some outside of those age groups as well, as well. and I was involved in a, uh, a number of workshops in schools recently because we haven't been able to do workshops in schools and one of the things that really struck me 
Um, so my, my role is to basically coach, train and develop our crew, which are our young people uh, who are 18 to 24, who actually are the ones delivering the workshops in the schools around self-awareness, self-esteem, around judgment. We do one for boys only called Locker Room. There's some really amazing content that these young people deliver in high schools. But there's so much pain out there in the lives of young people. Um, and just seeing that and hearing some of those stories and just, again, just constantly reminded me that this is a weary world. Um, and I haven't been able to, in a sense, get past, we're doing this series called The Weary World Rejoices. I haven't been able to get past the first three words over the last couple of weeks. The weary world. Because we are in a weary world. Every person I talk to is feeling weary for some reason or another. And I know part of that's been COVID. It's been the disruption of everything that is kind of what we thought was normal, even though I don't think it ever was normal. It just was what it was. And so that disruption for me can be good, but it's tiring. I know that some parents are tired who have had to homeschool, and I know people are working from home, and everything is different, and we haven't been able to visit people or see our grandkids or a whole bunch of different things over the course of this year. And I know at the moment things are looking good, (laughs) but it's been a tough year, right? So much going on in our world around us. The world, to me, really is weary. I want to just share a scripture with you before I sort of jump right in from John 16. Um, If this is going to work. Of course it's not. I get all technologically and technically advanced and then, there we go, I have to do it by hand. John 16, um, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. You know, I believe that one of the roles of the church is to bring that peace to our world is to disrupt what we know to be and to bring something different that the world doesn't have. And I see it in the lives of young people, but I see it in the conflict that we see around our world. I see it in all those significant issues of injustice or racism or inequality. The world needs peace. (laughs) And I believe that as the church, we have a responsibility and a role to bring that peace into the chaos, if you like, into this crisis that our world is in. You know, as I said, I, I have struggled this week, oh, now it works, to get past these three words, the weary world. What makes a world weary? (laughs) What makes your world weary? 
You know, I think that Jesus was born into a weary world. I mean, this song that was written hundreds of years ago about an event that took place 2,000 years ago describing the environment or the culture or the moment that Jesus disrupted what was going on as a weary world. Why was their world weary? There was probably no pandemic back then. There was a whole bunch of other stuff. Jesus was born into a very hostile, oppressive, political, chaotic culture, a religious environment that was oppressing people. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on in the context of Jesus' world when you read the narrative of Jesus that would make their world weary. And I'm also curious, maybe the the lyricist of this song was not just reflecting on that moment in Jesus when Jesus was the disruptor and brought something to the weary world, but maybe he was also reflecting on his own experience in the moment as he penned those words in his own time, his own life read a little bit about his story and he lost his hand in a shooting accident when he was younger and had to get it amputated and therefore that meant he couldn't take on his dad's business and so he invested himself into writing instead with his one hand. I go, wow, talk about disruption, right? We are in a weary world but what makes a world weary? Well, I think uncertainty, injustice, war, unrest, division, violence, racism, inequality. I think all those significant issues that we see and experience in our world at the moment make people weary. They are making our world weary, tired, scared, fearful, unsure, uncertain. What makes your world weary? Worrying about your kids? Worrying about your future? Your health? Your relationships? Exclusion, fear, shame? As I reflected on this over the last couple of weeks, what I realized was that the phrase, the weary world rejoices, something happened between the weary world and the rejoices. There was a disruption. Something took place. There was a moment where something different came and offered something different and fresh and new, a disruption to the weary world that caused and created and moved a weary world to rejoice. Because a weary world doesn't normally rejoice. A weary world withdraws. A weary world, a weary world, a weary world attacks, defends, isolates, controls, manipulates withdraws, 
But we read that line, a weary world rejoices. I believe that there is a disruption that takes place in a weary world to lead the world to rejoice. I mean, the lyricist does give us a little bit of insight because he says the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. The disruption in the weary weary world was hope. There's a couple of other verses to this Christmas carol that we don't, um, we don't often sing. One of the other verses says this, Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let us all within praise his holy name. His law is love, his gospel is peace. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. This is the interruption. This is the disruption that takes place that I believe God is calling us as his church to be that disruptive interruption to a weary world. You know, I love that line. His law is love. His gospel is peace. Change shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. It sounds like he's written this about today. (laughs) Maybe the chains are different, but people are still bound up. People are still in captivity. People are still being oppressed. People are still being held back. People are still weary and the promise of who Jesus is and what he brings, I believe, is an interruption and a disruption to a weary world that creates rejoicing. And I believe that for us as his church, as followers of Jesus, we are called to be that disruption. We are called to enter into the weary world with a disruption of hope and peace that will bring rejoicing. I love that I get to walk alongside so many different types of people in my life, in the different kind of works that I get to do. I love that I get to walk alongside people in the queer community who are struggling with their identity and to know who they are and to know where they fit and where they belong and who loves them and who accepts them and etc 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 i love that i get to walk alongside single mums who are so burnt out with life that they are feeling drained and weary and hopeless that i get to walk alongside young people who are so deeply confused about the world at the moment 
particularly in Australia where, you know, everything's kind of always been pretty good till this year. And the fear and uncertainty that people have walked through and how that has impacted their homes and their relationships and their families. These people are weary. Some are weary because they're sick of having to fight for justice. Some of them are weary because they are over having to fight for equality. Some of them are weary because they're done with having to defend themselves against the judgments of those people around them because of who they are. Our world is weary. And we have an opportunity to bring disruption to the weary world that brings hope and peace and belonging and acceptance and love and inclusion and embrace to a weary world because they need a place to belong. And I believe that place should be the church. But so many times it's not. It's not the place where people feel accepted and loved and belonged. I think in Jesus' day, the world was weary because religion had oppressed it. And Jesus' disruption, his issue, his, if when you see Jesus get really, really upset in Scripture, in his narratives, it's always about religion. It's not about the people outside of religion, the world. It's about those trying to control and manipulate people via religion. And he disrupts that. He says, this is not good enough. It's not the kingdom of God. It's not the kingdom at all. So Jesus disrupts a weary world that is bound, that is being held back, that is not free. The chains of religion, the oppression of governments and injustice and inequality, and Jesus comes and disrupts that in so many ways. In the freedom that he gives people, in the words that he speaks, in the way that he elevates and raises up women in leadership and authority. We're still trying to catch up 2,000 years later. The church needs to disrupt what is normal and acceptable in our world and bring a kingdom love and a kingdom peace and a kingdom hope that creates and produces and leads to rejoicing. I want to see that single mum rejoice. I want to see that victim of domestic violence rejoice. I want to see that young person struggling with their sexual identity rejoice. I want to see that businessman who's so overwhelmed 
with everything that he has to do that he's lost sight of why he exists. Rejoice. I want to see that lonely, retired person who has lost most of their friends already. Rejoice. I want to see our weary world. Rejoice. Last year, in our Christmas series, or last year or the year before, we did a series on this scripture. Isaiah 9, a child has been born to us. God has given a son to us and he will be responsible for leading the people. His name will be Wonderful Counselor, Powerful God, Father who lives forever, Prince of Peace. Power and peace will be his kingdom and will continue to grow forever. Peace is a pursuit into, not a withdrawing from. (laughs) Genuine peace creates certainty even in chaos. Even though it makes no sense. It develops confidence during fear. It builds belonging in the midst of judgment and exclusion. True peace affirms your identity, centers your purpose, and invites people into belonging. We cannot, I believe, truly discover the beauty of belonging without first accepting and embracing who we truly are. And genuine peace allows us to do that. We proclaim a gospel of peace. We worship the Prince of Peace. So we must be peace as we are light, actively choosing peace, intentionally bringing peace, and deliberately pursuing peace. Danielle Strickland says, Peace is not the absence of conflict, but the pursuit of justice. Peace is not sitting back. Peace is standing up and saying, this is not good enough. It's putting a voice to injustice. It's disrupting what the world says is okay with a dialogue and a lifestyle that says that is not okay. It's being prepared to be misunderstood and misliked and misquoted and mistreated because that's what will happen when we begin to disrupt what the world says is okay with peace and hope and love and light. Am I prepared to be misunderstood? misquoted, mistreated. Some days I think I'm courageous enough to be that. 
Other days I'm not. Our culture, our world is weary and it needs us to be disruptors, interrupters, whatever language you want to put to it, what it means for us to stand up and be seen. To say that is not good enough. The way you treat that person is not good enough. The way you speak about that person is not good enough. That inequality is not good enough. That injustice is not good enough. And we are not going to sit back as kingdom bearers, as people called to be disruptors on a weary world. We are not going to sit back and just let it be. We're going to stand up. Because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Therefore, we are overcomers. Let me pray. I pray, Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would disrupt us right now. Whatever that looks like, I'm okay with it because you're God and I'm not. Pray that your spirit would convict us, would stir us, would challenge us, would comfort us, would encourage us to bring a disruption to a weary world that leads to rejoicing. The thrill of hope, the pursuit of peace, the language of love. May we be light that disrupts darkness. May we be peace that disrupts chaos. May we be hope that disrupts fear. May we be love that disrupts judgment. May we stand up in a weary world and lead people to Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. If you'd like to connect with us, make a financial gift, or find out more about Kingsway Churches, head to kingsway.org.au. Have a good one.